This episode is sponsored in part by DrawYourPicture.com, where you can get me, your host, to draw you a picture for pretty darn cheap. See what I've done for others? See what I can do for you at DrawYourPicture.com. Also with support from Bluehost Hosting, where $4.95 a month gets you unlimited space, transfer, and domains. Visit MovieBeatdown.com slash Bluehost today. Ideas are Hi, folks. This is Movie Beatdown, where we're rediscovering movies with Blake Snyder's book, Save the Cat. This is episode seven, brought to you the week of November 6th, not November the 5th, unfortunately, 2014. I'm your host. My name is James, and with me is John Steinklobber. Good after day. <laughs> Paulie Godbout. Hey. And Christian Sudreth. Hey, hey. hey. Welcome to the show, mm. guys. And uh, today we are beating down V for Vendetta. With a with a little extendable stick with a dot at the end, that's what we're doing. Um, the IMDb description: United Nations employee. Whoa, <laughs> that's last week. Um, IMDb <laughs> description: This is the official one. A dude in a mask uh, beats up some people and blows up stuff. Um, directed by uh, James McTeague, also uh, did The Matrix and The Raven, um, which are almost identical, uh, and written by. <laughs> The Wachowski brothers, aka they go by the they go by the Wachowskis now because I didn't know this, but one of them is a female, Andy oh. and Lana was Wachowski. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know. So, and it's interesting the things you find out about you know that thing. So uh, let's get right into it. The movie is V for Vendetta. Um, anybody's first viewing? No, I saw it once. It was awesome. <laughs> Genre. I'm gonna have to say superhero. All right, Paul. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't really uh, think about that. I, I mean, I, I do think that uh, uh, superhero is. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go a dude with a problem. Yeah, that's what I did. Uh, Christian. Mm. I uh, I've never. I don't think I've ever gotten one of these right yet. So I looked it up online, and the consensus that I agreed with was superhero. But it yes. seems I am still wrong. So we can. <laughs> We can no, elaborate on you're that. You're right. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, dude with the problems that is that generic, you know, catch all. Uh, you could probably almost say superhero is a sub yeah, genre. If if you, if 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 you're me, you can say that, and I do. So there you go. Um, right. Who was our protagonist? Evie. I think there were a couple. Um, Evie and V. I mean, the name of the movie is V for Vendetta. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, there are, there are three different storylines in this, but one of them I'm not even going to bring up because we don't have five hours to talk about well, it. But, well, um, just give me three titles of those. Obviously, Evie would be one. V would be the other. Are you talking about Finch for the third I one? Am, I am talking about Finch. Yeah. I feel like he definitely went through every one of the, the story beats and had his beginning and uh, ending mirror images and all that kind of stuff, but uh, he's, he's definitely not... Uh, the main guy and not he's not the promise of the premise or anything like that so we're probably not gonna talk a whole lot about his uh story arc well we'll see we'll see how it goes um antagonist uh paul the chancellor and pretty much i think just well the, the chancellor is the the embodied version of uh the the new world order um so yeah we'll leave it at that 
Yeah, he he's the head. Um, in uh, if you've read the uh, the comic book, the the graphic novel, um, he he's the head. And uh, uh, let's back up one second. Protagonist Evie, what is her what is her flaw? I put, she's afraid. Yeah, I put fear. That's yeah, me. definitely, definitely. I, I concur. Paul, what would you have your other like flaws as for the other protagonists? Just. Real quick. Uh, so the his flaw is that he's uh, he's basically bent on vengeance. That's his whole. He's become so uh, uh, entangled with his, with his vendetta uh. that he's lost his his own identity and doesn't even know who he is. And the man under the mask is not uh, who he actually is. They, um, they mentioned that, or Evie mentioned that when she watched uh, Edward Dantes and talking about her wife, his wife. Yep. How she Mercedes lost him. Yeah. That is interesting. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's great that he never, we never, ever, ever get to see his face. Um, I think it just lends itself to a couple other things that we'll talk about as well. So. Finch's flaw. Um, see that, and that was the thing is Finch's flaw was, I think just, he, he's a product of his environment. Um, he's not a free thinker. He's been a member of the party for 27 years, um, in the beginning. So he's a, he's a company man and he's not, he's not, uh, willing to explore his own idea. He's not willing to question things in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I think he, he, I would argue only that he does, but, and he even says it as a policeman, he is a, he is a better policeman than he is a man meaning he doesn't question authority but his his work demands that he investigate these leads yeah and uh so so he does it's interesting um okay so our opening image the visual that represents the struggle and the tone of the story um i i think we saw a little bit of it uh before we even saw the light of day uh with the voiceover bleeding into the image of him hauling you know three or four barrels of uh of uh gunpowder what do you guys say uh john yes <laughs> paul yeah I, I i agree um you know 400 years later an idea can change the world i mean that kind of sets up you know one of our one of our themes and you know we get to hear the the backstory of guy fox and everything um you know the 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 rhyme in the beginning is it, it just encapsulates uh, everything that this is a movie about forcing people to uh, forcing a circumstance that uh, causes people to remember the 5th of November and to never let that die ever again. Yeah. And it's important for Americans because we prior to this movie knew nothing about Guy Fox day. We knew nothing about Guy Fox. We knew nothing about penny for the guy. Um, any of that, you know, I, uh, most people didn't. People, I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> the mask, you know, we thought was created for this movie. Um, uh, I would say most of the people in Anonymous probably think that too. Uh, so um, anyway, but you're right. Ideas uh, were presented here. The the idea of ideas don't bleed. Uh, you can't kiss an idea. Um, but but it, it really is the mirror image of the closing uh, image. And we got to see the opposite. So I have to, I have to mention it. You know, we, he's rolling in gunpowder. He gets beat up. He gets hung. Um, and we see that in reverse order at the end where he dies, gets laid with gunpowder, blows up parliament. Pretty good, yeah. uh, pretty good stuff going on. Yeah. A lot of imagery, but that between imagery and, uh, what do we call it? I've been saying it all day. Um, Oh, 
I'll, I'll think of it later. The Wachowskis are very good at dialogue. That's the word. Man, they love that dialogue. You see it in the Matrix a little bit. Matrix 2 and 3, that's the <laughs> whole movie. Is just people talking yeah. to people that are either white wearing white or black wearing black. That's it. The whole movie. Yeah, they're good with imagery and metaphor and subtext as well, which goes along with the the dialogue too. So and uh, rolling into the setup, they're good with entire paragraphs of text that all start with V's, <laughs> which I was really a little upset that it wasn't in the original comic. I, I I'm one that saw the movie and then then went back and read. Uh, the comic series or the graphic novel, people are going to beat me up for calling a comic, but, uh, mm-hmm. but, but it's good stuff. The V stuff was in there. Um, he, he quotes Macbeth, you know, um, but in the setup, we learn America is no more. We learn that through a television montage um, where Evie and V are getting ready. Did anybody else on the first time? I remember the first time I saw this, I thought they were in the same room. Did they do that on purpose? Because they almost seem to react to this at the same time to some noise or something like that. Well, and to me that, I mean, it's, it's obviously part of the setup, but also, I mean, I guess it's technically not the opening image, but it's kind of a continuation of the opening image. It's the first time we see the two protagonists. Um, I think they do a great job of showing that they, they lead very similar lives. I mean, they're both doing their hair at first and then, I don't know, I'm sorry, they're, they're both, uh, he's putting on a mask. She's putting on her face, quote unquote, you know, with her lipstick. And then they both are doing things to their hair. They're both putting on boots and, uh, they're both walking down the street. They're both breaking curfew. Um, so they established that these people lead very, very similar lives. It's just that one has been liberated from fear and one, uh, has yet to be. So, and, and those, uh, semblances are, are drawn throughout the movie, um, because everything was taken from him. And and the government has taken everything from her. Uh, that scene mm-hmm. when they're up in the rain and she's raising her hands and they're flashing between him and the fire. You know, God is in the rain, and uh, yeah, her the, baptism the, and the devil yeah. must be in the fire. Yeah. Um, but I I loved it uh, that opening scene. Uh, you talking about save the cat. Um, what was Evie save the cat moment in the setup? What'd you guys say, uh, John? You got a got a guess. Um, I, you know, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> it's got to be that time when she did that thing. Okay. Christian, what do you say? Ugh, I have these. Can, can we circle back and I'll take, I'll take the easy one. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's when, nah, no, I'm going to be wrong. Well, I, for me, I'll just mention mine and then I'll, I'll hand it to Paul. For me, it was both in the alleyway. Um, when we see, uh, her frailty and her fear. And, and then of course, when we see homeboy, uh, V taking on, taking on these evil bad guys, it just made you like, um, the both of them. Of course, I like her when she was born, you know, like as soon as she was alive, she was a great person as an actress, but, um, (laughs) in the movie, (laughs) yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, I really found myself, even though I've seen it a dozen times, I'm like, why is she getting dressed up and going out after curfew? And uh, I, I, we caught it. I caught it this time. She's going to see Daddy Dietrich. But, yep. And he wants his tea. <laughs> uh, so, Paul, what do you what do you say about the uh, Save the Cats? 
Yeah. So for Evie, it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could say, well, she's a victim. And so you kind of, you know, you feel bad for her because she's, uh, finds herself in that position. But at the same time, it's like, well, she's willingly breaking curfew. So I don't know for me, I don't think she, I didn't feel like that was a very strong moment. Um, but with V, obviously it's like we, they, they did a great job of making you fall in love with a terrorist with, I mean, a horrible, I mean, killer, bad guy, Mm -hmm. um, by having him rescue her. And then not only does he rescue her, but then he turns around and, you know, offers her his hand and, and says, you know, he's not going to hurt her and then shows her what's going on. And so his is definitely established, which is why I feel like, you know, he is definitely, um, you know, the protagonist, uh, you know, of, of this story. So really see, I had to go with her. Well, and I have both of them and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I'm going to, I'm going to have to be very tactful with how we discuss this. Um, and I'm really looking forward to where we get into this, but I, I do feel like he is the protagonist. Um, he goes through all of the stages, you know, all of the beats, all of the transformations. Um, and she does as well. Um, but, it, it so so they both do both of those and and it's equal but i feel like his is a little bit stronger hmm. um her, hers is more prominent um because you know she you know deals with you know things you know uh i'm trying not to get too ahead of the show here um she definitely obviously you know goes through a lot you know with the in the the prison scene and um you know her whole baptism thing and she makes this huge transformation for sure um but it's it, it's very late, um, and there, there's some other things that we'll you know we'll kind of get to. So it is there, but I do feel like there's um, there's a lot of crossover, and you can easily say that you know because they're both the protagonist. Um, if you wanted to give it one big uh, storyline and, and not separate the two, you can kind of ping pong between them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, somebody mentioned earlier, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's similarities between them. Uh, I can't remember exactly how it was said, but I feel like there's a couple different characters that there's a lot of similarities. Um, you know, even with Daddy Dietrich, there's, I mean, huge parallels that even she points out about the way that he treats her that is similar to the way that V acts and all that. And we'll, we'll get to all that right. stuff later. But um, yeah, so I mean, I definitely think that it is both of them and they're both, both of their storylines are worth talking about. I mean, there's, there's movies like Crash and Babel and, uh, you know, some other ones that, start out where everybody is is not anywhere near each other and they all have their own storylines and it's really easy to say oh yeah there's like four different stories that all come together at the end but with these two i feel like they they have the same stories but they kind of start at different points in the movie kind of thing so okay well see and my side's gonna be i'm gonna take the transformers argument uh transformers should have been a movie about transformers but the main character in transformers was uh what's his name um and shyla yeah so buff um he he was the main character and they did that so that we would have a relatable person that we could be in the movie absolutely and i think that's what they did here because in the comics she is 16 years old and she's out for the night selling her body for the first time gets caught by the fingermen Pretty much the same thing rolls out. and He he keeps her. She doesn't want to leave. There's no manipulation. She's just a wimpy little thing. I haven't read the whole thing yet. But um, but I, I I so in the in the comic book she she definitely was not the main character. V was the main character. So I think they did that, and that's why you're getting this idea of of two timelines, two two uh, two 
roads that you could go down. But for me yeah. in my house, I'm still going to argue that the most changed, the most though V did get changed. I mean, he was he 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 got moved from the monster side of the spectrum. Um, she, if it, it all depends on what you think the theme is. Um, I have two possibilities, and let's just jump into that. What is the theme stated? Um, I didn't. I, I, I just uh, put it out to, to anyone who's got uh, an idea of what the theme is of this movie. So is I it, think that there is are it a the couple. Red, is it the redneck one? Redneck one. I don't the know. The redneck what you mean. one would be government shouldn't fear oh. or <laughs> fear to people. People fear the fear freaking government. That would be that one. I think I think it should be reversed, but anyway, that's uh, true. Backwards, but um, yeah, I was yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, drunk. So so with <laughs> the theme, I I think that um you know there are a couple that that tie all together. Um you know a big one is uh, uh oh, I can never remember the stinking name. The voice of London. Pro, yeah, just call pro, him. Yeah, that guy, Stephen um, Fry. No, yeah, he, no, 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 no. The other guy, he, he says oh. at one point in the, in the very beginning, uh, when they're both watching the television, no one can escape their past. And that's true for both Evie and, uh, and V. Um, you know, there's the idea that unfortunately it's said at the very end that ideas are bulletproof. Um, but the one that kind of ties with that is that what people need most is hope. They don't necessarily need a person. They need an idea more than right. than the actual person. So yeah, what people need most is hope. Even if even if it's not exactly true, if they don't know all the details, it's it's about the hope more than anything else. Christian, John, I had kind of the power of ideas, uh, and and you know he says remember the idea, not the man, and that's sort of the whole point. Um, you know, like there's this guy Fox thing happened, and then a million billion years later, they, this whole deal happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I have for the theme, and I but I do also have the redneck one written down. It's also <laughs> uh, just to be specific, it was four hundred million billion years later. Just to to get that, mm-hmm, there, just mm-hmm. to put up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree on that. I think it, no, <laughs> John. I, I, that's yeah, I agree. It's it, it's the it's the the idea of the hope, and you know, it's not necessarily have to be in a person because you going towards the end of the movie you see where people aren't enamored with necessarily the mask they're enamored with the the change that can it can bring about so yeah i'll I'll, I'll go with that yeah yeah and when when we get to the end i mean obviously we see and again i'm jumping ahead a little bit but it's the idea lives on even after v and you know the idea is what is there throughout the entire movie even before anybody else knows about it you know v has this idea and once all this and then when he's gone that idea lives on in somebody else so the idea is more important than the person that's carrying it yeah if if v is the main character then i definitely agree the idea because she even mentions that in the opening image there talking about uh you can't kiss an idea you can't this that and the other um and and at the end there's this mention of of missing not missing the idea but missing the man um but from her perspective i would say that it's um it's fear Uh, uh, well that's her that's her uh it's her fault flaw sorry um but i but i did like what protero or whatever his name was said uh, no one escapes her past. No one escapes judgment. Yeah. But, but I don't know if that's the theme or not. If it's probably an all-encompassing because that that's his plan. He wants everybody uh, to pay the price, even even symbolically with the building coming down. Um, even the Bailey Building 
was was all about that the the uh the the ju- justice you know lady justice up there in the comic there's this whole uh, diatribe between him and lady justice about how he used to love her and she's cheated on him and now he's with lady anarchy and um and he likes her better and then he blows her up so uh but yeah i got three yeah. i got the f- there's also this fate idea too that keeps coming in and out um but fear and and the idea but if i had to pick one I'd say uh, the idea. Yeah, and and one one quick thing while we're on this topic, um, you know, I think that this is always the risk that they run whenever they do uh, an adaptation of not not only a book but also a book that is so dark because they, you know, for Hollywood, it's hard enough to get people to like a terrorist, but then if they make Evie a prostitute in the beginning and all that, that's going to be a little bit that's a difficult opening image right. to, you know, to see of her and everything. Well, that's um, why they this, had her going out. She was basically prostituting herself for a totally different reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, it I, was I just a more socially acceptable version. Yeah, of it. exactly. So with, with, with bringing this to, to, to celluloid <laughs> to take a word from the movie, <laughs> um, you know, I feel like that was, you know, th- that's where it, it, they, they kind of have to bring in two, uh, equally valid protagonists because you know it, for Hollywood it's more it's going to be more palatable um, to to make this vulnerable girl the focus and and the one that is transformed and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that, that that's that was one of the things that I felt um, was not. I don't want to say it was blurring it because I feel like they did a good job of separating the two, but right. maybe why they made her part so prominent. Um, I wonder if there's a word for such a thing, because we are on to something there with the Shia LaBeouf and and her. They they put these characters in. If there's not a word, I want to call it the avatar, because it's somebody that allows you to fill them and be them in the movie. Somebody you can relate to. Because it was a movie about rabbits. Well, like freaking uh, uh, Babe, you know, good, good job, pig. We had the old man, you know, and we Mm. could be him. I, I actually cosplay as him constantly. And <laughs> James Cromwell. That's a problem. Um, <laughs> anyway, before we get into Catalyst, uh, but we kept trying to stop ourselves before the show started. Um, I want to comment on how difficult this movie was for me to even beat down in the first place. Uh, I had to wa- I, It's a two point something seven minute movie or whatever. It's not the longest we've seen, but it's not the shortest. Uh, it's it's a favorite. I've seen it a dozen times. Still had a really hard time um, putting it into this pattern. Anybody else? And again, I think that's because, like I said, I think that there are two equal protagonists, and I, I'm really looking forward to this discussion because I... I think that you could easily split it to where one of the protagonist stories doesn't start till much later, um, and that's what kind of causes some of that uh, the the trickiness of all that. So, well, while I hear from Christian and John on that topic, uh, Paul, could you find another movie that does this same thing to where I could have a point of reference? Is there a movie that does the same thing, Christian? Unfortunately, <laughs> hold on while you're thinking, Sorry. Christian. Um, uh, hit me with uh, any any of your feedback on the difficulty of of categorizing this movie. Um, I, I I wish I had something to actually attribute it to, like Paul, but I think it's just one of those weird movies that uh, is super super good. One of my favorites, like you said, but I think it just doesn't follow the the save the the cat. Um, timeline at least i think there are i think most of the points if not all of them are in the movie mm-hmm. but i had the hardest time putting them in order and i think it's because it tells you the story 
but it doesn't really tell you it sequentially. You know what I mean? You're, you're watching the movie and then like maybe every 10 or 15 minutes, they tell you more of like why things are happening and it gets more and more specific. So I think it's just one of those movies where it's not going to follow it sequentially. I can think of a bunch of other ones that do that. Um, like Place Beyond the Pines uh, does that. Mm-hmm. I'd say maybe Drive would be hard to put together like that. Um, as far as just putting things in order goes. Okay. John, any comments? Well, I, I think you kind of you know, alluded to it a little bit earlier when you were mentioning how it came from a graphic novel to a movie. And they wanted to maintain those elements. Um, you know, the, it's, it's like trying to classify um, Memento or, or Time Code. Remember that movie that came out a while, long time ago? Mm-hmm. Where it was four movies playing at the same time. And I never saw it, but... You know, it's just it's it's I well, Chris, you, you, you kind of said it too. It's it's all they're telling a bunch of things at the same time or different times and it's in different orders, so it's kind of weird. It doesn't follow the rules. Well, and and I'm gonna back up and say I think it actually very much does. It just took me a long time to get it. And the reason why I'm interested to hear what Paul's gonna tell us is that only when I focused on Evie and her story and her journey did I finally was I able to cut through it and find the the beats there because um, the beats again aren't a pattern that people just follow it, it, it's it's he the guy took stories and movies that are that that work and he named and and put a put a, a dot you know a bullet point on these moments that were already there. And um, so, to when a when a movie breaks the this code, it's not breaking the rules; it's just taking a risk because he mm-hmm. never claims that it's the right way to do a movie. He just says this is the way to get your screenplay sold. Um, so uh, if it fits, I th- I think some of it fits. I think my Evie angle fits very well, but it probably means that I squeeze a little too hard. And all the other timelines got squished out the side. <laughs> uh, Paul, while we were talking, did you come upon any uh, other movies that may have multiple? I mean, I know Christian mentioned a few and some more of the obvious ones that that, that switch between you know settings and everything. But uh, anything that 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 has two main protagonists like this. Well, I mean, and to be honest with you, that's a rough thing for me because I'm not a huge movie buff. I'm more of a of a you know right. a, a novel guy, and I you know, and there's some stuff you know with that that you know you could uh, I could give you some different examples, but one that we've already talked about um, is Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, you I mean, you can easily say that there are a variety of different uh, storylines going on there. That at the end they come together. Which with this one, it's the same thing. There's that there's that synthesis uh, in Act Three. Um, so I unfortunately I can't think of one that is like this where there's these two main characters. Uh, unfortunately, my my movie knowledge just isn't what it probably should be um, for this stuff. But, you know, I mean, with a lot of books, you know, Brothers Karamazov, um, you've got three, you know, you know, the three different uh, Karamazov brothers with Lord of the Rings. You've got several different people. And so, I mean, it, it, uh, uh, there's another book called Little Earthquakes where there's three. Um, a lot of times it comes in threes, um, to be <laughs> honest with you. But with this one only being two, I, I can't really think of anything spur of the moment um, that does that, unfortunately. What I'm going to um, do is I'm going to say cr- uh, that Paul is going to be right, even though I haven't heard him. I'm going to go ahead and assume <laughs> that. Because in the past, I have done that wrong, and I've been like, ah, I know the 
this. I can I feel it in my stupid guts. And then afterwards, I'm like, dude, he was totally right. Uh, but what I'm going to say is that for my purposes, Edie, uh, the physical issue, the the, the A story um, is Edie, Evie, I'm sorry, and V, their journey is, is the A story. And I put uh, that the B story was, was Mr. Finch because huh, we okay. saw him transform um, just in a slightly different way. And he was, he was the guy we went to when we needed a break. I mean, constantly switching back to him. Yeah. And, and again, the, I guess I could have just said with this one, it is more than two. I was just trying to limit myself. But yeah, and this one, I mean, again, it just kind of goes back to that idea that a lot of times for whatever uh, primal reason, there's that three protagonist, um, you know, line that, that goes through a lot of this stuff. And so, um, yeah, so I mean, we'll get to B story and all that well, stuff. Yeah, later, Star but Wars with- has what we got uh, Leia, Luke and uh, Han. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's good stuff. Well, and- and since we are talking about protagonist uh, in the setup, um, one of the things that I wanted to point out was with V, um, there is that establishing, you know, whenever he uh, gives his awesome speech, which I love that he uses the word sobriquet because that's one of the few, uh, you know, highfalutin words that I actually <laughs> know without looking it up. Um, I like the fact that he, I think his line, I, I wrote it down here, uh, in lieu of the more commonplace sobriquet, allow me to suggest the character keyword of this dramatis persona. So he, he establishes that he is not a, you know, he is not who, or he is not a person. He is playing a character. V is not a man. He's an idea. He's a set of values, uh, and a weapon of vengeance. And so I thought that was a really cool thing that he even just blanketly says. Um, and then one other quick thing that you'll have to allow my music roots to kind of talk about. I love the fact that music plays such an important role, uh, Mm. in this, a Mm. lot of movies, um, like night or, uh, I don't know if they made it into a movie, but the book 1984, um, you know, uh, uh, the giver, which I still haven't seen the movie version and I can't, I want to see it, but the, the book, um, you know, is all about, you know, music and, and it, it, it's the power of music. You know, whenever he plays, you know, Tchaikovsky's 1812 overture, the chancellor immediately says, you know, we don't want to hear that ever again. And V uses music as that catalyst, um, not catalyst for story structure's sake, but so that's maybe a bad word um, for me to use. But uh, you know the fact that he that music plays such an important role. And the cool thing is, when I looked it up, um, uh, let's see, uh, Tchaikovsky's 1812 overture was written to celebrate Russia's defense against Napoleon's invasion, uh, and it's commonly used to accompany fireworks displays, which he uses that for, um, especially the Fourth of July. But it most more significantly, it's a song that sig- uh, signifies freedom. And right. so I thought that was great that that was the song that they chose uh, for this whole idea of freeing yourself from, uh, you know, from old ideas and all that kind of stuff. So I just had to get that plug in for music. So. That's fine. Music uh, was also a big deal with the jukebox. And in that also tied from over from the, uh, the comic as well. Um, her getting to hear music for the first time instead of just military stuff. I even liked the music that was played um, during the uh, mockery of uh, the chancellor as he was walking. I, I don't know if you guys got it, but the land of the free <laughs> and the home of the brave was playing there in the background as he's walking to his seat. So it's interesting. Um, the two V words that I recognized, by the way, one of them was Vox Populi. And I knew that because of uh, Bioshock Infinite, and then that's a video game. And I knew <laughs> I knew Votive because of the candle. So there we go. <laughs> I, I knew November from the month of the year. 
I knew there was a, I knew V was a five on the door. <laughs> so the catalyst, let's get into that. The moment where life changes, man, this is a hard one because there's so much. I just sat down with my wife right before we hit record. She was interested in the movie. She likes um, this kind of stuff lately. And we watched the first 15 minutes and I was absolutely blown away, even though I've seen it a dozen times with, through her eyes, how much information and pipe laying and how wonderful it all was that we were given. We got to see a fight scene. We get to see a brand new uh, world. We get to see America is, is a leper colony. You know, we get to see all this stuff in just the first 15 minutes. Uh, so when, when did, what was the moment though, where life changed um, for Evie? <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I I'm gonna say it's when she sprays the policeman. Um, when he after after V makes that uh, television uh, mm. thing, he puts it on mini disc and gets it sent out over the interlink. Um, anybody else? Yeah, huh. I have for for. Uh, for V, well, I mean, I, I think the catalyst overall is just V hijacking the television station. Um, mm-hmm. That's you know him rolling in, and that that's uh, that's the catalyst. Um, but there's also, I, I'm sorry, that's uh, again, this is where I'm trying to. It's fine, just do it. Things, just yeah. do it. So with with V, it's it's Evie saving him, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna purposely say. Uh, for V's story, it's Evie saving him because that immediately leads to, or not immediately, but it leads to the debate that comes a sec, a few seconds later um, in the movie where they're watching the video and he's debating what, what is he going to do? He's walking around in circles trying to figure out what's going to happen. Is he going to help her or not? Is he going to forsake his vendetta and is he going to no longer be, um, you know, the Lone Ranger? And is he actually going to bring somebody else into his world because he didn't know that she was going to be there. He, no, because he, he, he was very shocked that the cops were there early. And, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so for Evie, you know, um, well, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it at that for V. I mean, okay. I think you could say that like what you said, James, for Evie, um, you know, the, the television station being hijacked um, and then, you know, that could be it. But also, you know, but I think if that's the case, then her debate um, is more the, well, we're not at debate. Yeah, yet, we're not so. at debate yet. Catalyst, though, is that moment where it changes, the moment she takes that that change. That, that change. And for her, uh, you know, I, I really think it's that moment because right after that, um, we see her get into the other world, the opposite world. And, and just for the sake of structure, sake of structure, that's what we're looking for is the a world and then the opposite inverse world. And so for me, it's the, the pepper spray in the eyes. Um, uh, John, the reason I don't agree with that is because that is not happening to her necessarily. She is hiding. She could have just stayed hidden. She makes the choice to spray the guy. And yes, there is later. She says, why did I do that? And and he's talking to her about all that stuff. But that's not something that necessarily happens to her. She could have run away. She could have remained hidden. Um, So that's that would be my disagreement with you of why that's not her catalyst. Okay, Um, Christian. Well, I am. I know. I know for a fact I'm totally wrong about this. This movie really, really kicked my butt. um, I agree with what uh, Paul said, or I'm sorry, who said it? it might have been James uh, about V's catalyst is when uh, Evie sprays the guy and then he ponders over her. Uh, but for Evie's catalyst, I have it. I know you're not going to agree with when she meets V, and I know that's so early in the movie. 
Uh, but the reason why is I always kind of view the catalyst as like the reason why the movie is happening, where if, if that hadn't happened, then this person wouldn't be in the movie. And for me, for Evie, that was when she met V, because if she didn't meet V, then she just goes about her day and never interacts with him again. Um, well, that's part of the setup there. No, um, yeah, I know. I mean, I know I'm totally wrong, but that's um, I have the whole movie jumping around like that. Well, I have to attack you for being wrong because oh, I'm no, really wrong on other <laughs> things. So it's the pecking order. It's the chickens with the with the things on it, little spots on the back of their head. Uh, John, you no, I'll just push? have to bow out then because I don't want to be attacked. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I would have said something about like the alleyway, maybe mm-hmm. when. Uh, when the fight happens, because that's, you know, where her life kind of changes right there. That's right. what I just said. <laughs> so, you know, so there. I could agree with you, but I'm not going to say anything. Okay, so uh, what you're saying, um, John, is that I, I missed, or uh, Polly, I missed on the catalyst because um, I'm confusing it with an action like a break into two. I mean, kind of, um, yeah, it just, cause it doesn't happen to her. There's no, I mean, she does, she does take, or she takes action. Action doesn't happen to her. So okay. again, this is why I feel like I'll, I'll just come out and say it. I feel like V's story is the overarching story. Um, Evie's story doesn't start until a little bit later. Um, you know, cause yeah, cause like I said, that he's the one that, that this happens to him, um, you know, the, the, that whole scene right there happens to him. And then he's the one that has to, to debate what is going to happen. And then that'll lead us into the break into two. My whole thing was that that was when she decided to step up. The president, the moment was there. Um, she, she took it and she did something. And then we get into the debate scene where she's underground. Uh, you know, we're, we're entering into uh, this, this question time, basically, what did I do? You did what you thought was right. I, I, I shouldn't have done that. I have to go. And, um, and V explains why he brought her there. So there's a lot of answering. Um, there's a lot of information given. And I have to stay here for a year. More questions. Why didn't you just leave me alone? You should have left me alone. You know. So there, there's my debate. But uh, mm. I would love to hear what, what John and Christian have to say. And then we'll follow that with Paul's comments. Go ahead, Christian, because I'm probably just going to agree with you. And that way, if you get. Well, it's perfect because I'm actually just going to agree with Paul and James. Um, because I, <laughs> but I, I think they're right. Um, I'm not just agreeing with them for the sake of agreeing with them. I think V's debate is when he's like we watch him on the, the screen and he's uh, standing over the girl um, or Evie. And I think Evie's debate is is exactly what. Uh, James just said where she's she's in the lair and she's freaking out like why in the world did you do this to me? I would almost say, yeah, when she goes, uh, I, I don't want to get ahead of our, us here, but when she's with the priest and she's going to try and use that as her way out, I like to think she sort of failed the debate um, and sort of failed that internal struggle and has to have it again later, um, if not a little more briefly. But that's uh, that's sort well, of what if I'm wrong on on the uh, theme stated originally, I had that scene with her uh, and the priest as the debate, meaning she hadn't committed completely to V's cause. She was, she had grabbed uh, homeboy's number, the one she had at the very beginning, um, uh, Stephen Fry. And she, her goal was to get away and get some sort of special treatment. And uh, V of course comes in and kills dude. And she gets, uh, she gets, uh, she doesn't get away yet. Does she? No, she does. She does get away. 
and she goes to Stephen Fry's house and he makes her some some eggs. It's really nice. Um, but I'm sure that we're off there. So, uh, Polly. So, and we're still on debate, right? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, sorry, because we are we are kind of jumping around because. Uh, uh, with some of the stuff that you guys got into, you know, later on in the movie with the, the, the priests and all that kind of stuff, that is where I get into Evie's, uh, storyline and everything. But as far as, um, V's debate and everything, I, I do still feel like it is, um, you know, him trying to decide whether or not he's going to take her and then breaking it to is we've moved from above ground to underground. Uh, we're in his layer. Now we're in his world. We're no longer in her world. Um, that's, that's, uh, you know, right. where I'm going to kind of just stick well, with the debate for, for him. If you want me to talk about Evie's storyline, I can, but it's, well, let me present this later first. in the movie. Let me present this first. Uh, Ethan Nicole said that there are moments and, and then there are, uh, you know, longer or things that are scenes or whatever. Catalyst is a moment. It's it's uh, listed in the structure as page twelve. Debate is a thirteen-page part of the overall story, so it is not a moment. It is not a looking down at Evie making a decision. It is an entire process of moving from the A uh, world into the B world. So, with that in mind. Does that, does that, what, what are your thoughts on that? I agree with you completely. Um, and again, I think that her debate later is much longer, uh, with this one. I mean, it's kind of cool because it, there, there is that quick debate with him on the, on the camera. Um, but then when they are underground, they have that conversation back and forth. Um, but I still feel like that is more, you know, she, that's just more establishing that we're in this whole new world where she's done something, um, or some, something has happened, uh, that, that she didn't know exactly why she did it. And they are talking back and forth and trying to figure out, well, why did you do that? And for the first time she's realizing that, well, she's acting out of her gut. Like she, you know, to lend itself to, or to lend my comment to your point, James, you know, she, she, maybe she was reacting out of fear, but she wasn't afraid of, the consequences necessarily. She was afraid of maybe the wrong person being taken down. I, you know, I, I don't know exactly, but, um, well, his answer to that was, are, are you really upset or are you, or you think that's what they would tell you? To thank think? you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That, yeah, there you go. So that's so, where you're going. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. So what, what is your, what is your debate moment then? My, um, or, or not moment, v, but your period, I should say for V it's, it's that quick, uh, you know, I shouldn't say it's, it's super quick because it, it's, it's him, you know, looking over her body when she's in the hallway. But then again, whenever, uh, you know, he's trying to, you know, he's having that discussion with her, uh, in his lair or whatever you want to call it. Um, the shadow, hate, la- shadow gallery. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah. So it's that discussion in the shadow gallery as well. Cause yes, even though we are in a different world, I feel like it's there, there's, it's the following scene after that, that is more, it's a more prominent break into two as far as the story arc, um, for, for location purposes and, and, and movement, you know, visually and all that stuff, you know, it's easy for me to immediately say, Oh, well, it's just whenever she wakes up, uh, in the shadow, uh, what I can't even remember what you said. Shadow something or other. Gallery. Um, yeah, but but yeah. So it, that whole thing right there is the is the debate to me. Okay. All right. Bra- uh, any other comments? The shadow. There's a stupid name for your hideout. Shadow gallery. 
is that's the name. That's dumb. That's so pretentious. <laughs> it's full of fat artwork and books and, and stuff. It's straight out of the comic. Straight In the comics, the name of his sword is Laser Frost. What now? In the comics, the name of his sword is probably something like Laser Frost or like Tiger Fire or something. Just dumb. No, but but in the in the uh, movie on the television when they were watching Saxon, you know Saint Saxon or something like that. In the uh, in a comic book, it's a racist uh, show they're watching where this this white guy kills anybody that's not white. So it's pretty mm. bad. But there's lots of nods in the uh, in the movie. To, to the stuff in the book is good. Um, so break into two. Have we hit, have, have we, have we done that yet? I'm so lost. Well, I mean, I, I still would come back to, it's not necessarily her waking up underground. I mean, yeah, that is there, but it's more the next morning whenever she apologizes right. to him that's over breakfast. Yeah. Um, that that's more the break into two. They've both, they both have finally, like, they've had their debate. Yeah, you've got to stay here for a year and on and on and on. Um, and so that's him kind of debating, you know, with her about what's going to happen to see if she's going to play ball, whatever. And then there's that acceptance on both sides um, that, okay, well, I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to make food. And, and this is our new world is we're going to work together now. Yeah, and she says, I understand and I am grateful. Yeah. And um, thank you. Thank you seems to be a, th- a little micro theme in there. She says, uh, says a lot of thank yous. I like yeah. that. Micro theme. Yeah, a little micro theme. I'm sure there's another name for that. <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with micro. But basically, uh, breaking into two is, is, is a, a 25 to 30. So it's a five page deal. It's not forever, but it's the main character that makes a choice and the journey begins. And yeah, for me, it's, it's, um, it's when she decides she's not going to kick and scream and she's going to make it work and she understands why he did what she did um, because the stasis equals death for her was she was going to get tracked and put in a black bag, you know? Um, and so here was the alternative, you know, this was the, mm. the other world. So um, are we, are we done? Would anybody want to talk about breaking into two a little more before we get to B story? Not me. No, you guys have nailed it. All right. B story, Paul hit it. Uh, I mean, the love story between V and Evie, but I'm going to say that's very weak and very loose um, because I feel like they didn't really go to great pains to establish that connection. Um, It doesn't really become prominent until like right at the end of the movie. And so to me, the B story is is more her transformation. And this is where I kind of have her story. Take uh, her seat. story arc beginning and she becomes the the main thing because the overarching story is the vendetta. It's the taking revenge for the things that are done um, at Lark Hill and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that's the big thing is making people remember the 5th of November and all that. And so the, our breakaway from that main story and we get a lot of that breakaway um, is her actual uh, involvement in, in all of this and her, or her transformation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had put the sympathetic cop just, just because it, it, the way the thing goes and maybe I'm, I'm very structure oriented and I, I like rules. And so sometimes they get in the way of, of common sense. And so I went with what kept interrupting, you know, the story or yeah. the main story. And, 
And for me, it was him. Um, Finch. Yeah, Finch. Yeah, I, I that's liked what I him. Was thinking. I liked him. Yeah, and and I I like him too. And again, like I said at the very beginning, I felt like he was one of the other protagonists. I think that his story is is worth talking about or whatever. Well, it, it's worth watching. It is def- it definitely gets us away. But again, that's that you know three different people. We're getting three different breaks. His is like the big jump, but he's not really connected to. I mean, he is connected to them, but there's not a lot of interaction with them. I mean, he's chasing them. But it's not like he really, I mean, I don't know. It's just not a strong connection. You could say at the end that, you know, when they have the little conversation, he lowers his gun, you know, that he allows something, but he's not necessarily the answer to the problem. Right. Um, You know, so that's why I just, I don't feel like it's a strong, like solid, like uh, textbook B story. Um, He's, he's more of kind of his own, his own storyline. So so specifically, is it Evie's entire story uh, that's what i feel or is it a part of the synthesis of both of these stories because there is a connection it is not a father-daughter connection it is not a lover connection it is something beyond that it's it's like in uh like like between um the two characters in 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 the zombie movie (laughs) where she's older he's younger and they're connected but and they love each other desperately but it is a almost a family bond yeah i mean and and again i do think that it is is the b story the dancing is it the scenes over the jukebox is it (laughs) you know when he shows off uh the roses and the the little tribute to uh the salt flats lady um you know, is it that or is it her entire story? I just have a hard time swallowing that pill. I, I think it's her entire story because that is the synthesis at the end. I mean, it, it is her where he, you know, takes his hands off the wheel, so to speak, or mm-hmm. the lever in this case. Um, and it's up to her what's going to happen because the idea has to live on. The world that's going to exist tomorrow is not my world. My time is done. Right. Um, it, it, that they do come together. It's like, it, it's the overarching story is we've got a, or the main goal of the whole story is blowing up parliament. Um, and she ultimately is the one who makes that happen for him. So that's she that's the B story that solves the problem for the A story. She's the one that ultimately takes that step. So that's why I feel like she's her whole story arc which has all the beats in it as well um is the is the B story because it leads to that synthesis that gives us to the conclusion. Okay. Well, I would buy buy that see cuz I'm going off the thing that her story and his story are inseparable. They are the A story. They are the main protagonist connected. She was an avatar. She was put there to help us to understand the journey that he was going through because he was a guy behind a mask. He was going to be like watching Spider-Man and the Green Goblin in the first movie where they're on the stinking top of the building and neither one of them you can see their mouths moving you know it was going to be ridiculous otherwise but that connection that they share and that and you want to talk about synthesis it's she goes to where she hates him for a time and she can't live with him but she comes back and they have that moment when he's laying there about to die and she says i wish you know you wouldn't and he said that's the greatest gift you could give and he gives her the lever you know because she's going to belong to the to the world of tomorrow um, 
So, so yeah. do, you, do you see my side though? It's just, I, that- I, I, I do. However, at the risk of belaboring the point, I mean, again, she's, they're separated for a huge, huge chunk of this movie. Right. And, but in the story, and, and the connection the, and, is severed too. The B story is that that's what, that's what I would argue is all. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, but his, his main goal still, it always moves forward. It never stops. Even when she's gone, he doesn't know that she's going to come back. He doesn't know what's going to happen, but she goes through this whole change on her own um you know which which, which yeah she i mean doesn't, though <laughs> it's, do under, it's underneath his finger but yeah yeah well i'm well it, it comes down to that but i i well i know i'll just i'll um where are we at in the uh b story yeah so i mean along with b story because i'm looking at my overall timeline for uh for v um you know for her I'll just kind of get into some of this stuff. You know, her catalyst, which takes place during um, this part of the the movie, to me, her catalyst is finding out that V has killed Prof. That has happened. You know, she she that that happens, and then they have this debate. You know, did you kill him? Are you going to continue to kill? Um, you know, is 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 you know, it, it, yeah. They they have that whole thing back and forth, um, and then her debate at that part of the story is staring at Dietrich's address. Am I going to get out of here? Am I going to free myself, you know, from, from this? Like she just can't handle being with him. Like you said. Okay. Anybody else on B story? I don't know if there's anything more to be said. Okay. Uh, fun and games. It's uh 30 through 55. I just want to point out that in the comic, uh, he's a plethora. The, the voice is a doll collector and you will notice in his bathroom, they, they symbolize that with a series of dolls in, in little jumps, orange jumpsuits that symbolize uh, the job that he used to do uh, over at Lightfoot Academy or whatever it was called. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I already mentioned the, the video uh, is a reference in there as well. Um, and, and in the, um, let's see, he cared more about revenge. Oh, we've already mentioned the Count of Monte Cristo thing. That was really good. Yeah. 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 My, my favorite part of fun and games was V talking about symbols and how blowing up a building, you know, uh, can change the world. And then the very next thing we see is he kills, uh, Prethero, who is a symbol. He is the voice of London. If he can yeah. silence that voice, um, you know, so I thought that was a cool part well, of the fun. And games. In the comic, you get, uh, the whole story on all those guys. There is a head of the government, the guy, then there is a, there's the voice there is um there's the finger and that would be what's his name the bad guy what's I the can't. spider guy yeah yeah um he, he, creedy creedy thank you creedy creedy yeah creedy is is the finger and that's why his people are called finger men um there is the ears and that's the guy that's going around in the in the truck listening to everybody and giving reports on what everybody's thinking and saying um there is uh the mouth uh and then the eye as well. It's uh, so the all of the information is controlled and has a name and all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of neat. Kinda That's really neat. cool. Yeah, I wish they'd have gone into more of that in the movie. Yeah, yeah. They they but could I can have. See they could have pointed out for they, sure. They could have put little Batman sim, you know, uh, uh, labels on all their little seats down there. It would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> in the comic, also, it mentioned that the main main dude. Uh, had had never uh, had time or, or anything to be with a woman, and uh, his only mistress was was London, you know, the, or Britain or whatever. So interesting. And uh, so uh, 
I, I, I want to go back real quick since we're going back all over the place and just say V's moment for me, save the cat moment. I forgot it at the time. It was when he pants that, that gory looking dude at the beginning. <laughs> and uh, and for me, uh, for her, when she shut off the TV and said, quite enough of that was good. Because I pretended like she was shutting off Rush Limbaugh. So. <laughs> Which I think he was totally a parody of. In the, in the comic... There was uh, he was the voice, um, and it was a radio program, not a not a video program. Interesting, and they call him the voice. Uh, he was called the voice of fate. So, huh. uh, fate was used a lot instead of faith um, in in the comic. So, it's an interesting little switch over for us Americans. I'm I'm guessing. All right, midpoint. Um, sometimes I struggle with this. Sometimes I don't. For me, uh, it was when Stephen Fry mocks the counselor on his television show. Anybody else? That sounds good to me. It's a funny moment. It's lighthearted, and it's right before bad guys close in. So, any uh, Christian? I thought I was going to do really bad on this movie, but I'm actually doing pretty good. I have I have the same thing. Well, if you agree with me, you might not be doing that great, Paul. <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing. Again, for Evie's story, because like I said, I have two different timelines here for Evie's story. Um, the midpoint is for her break into two. It's, you know, escaping to go see Dietrich. Um, uh, they have the whole discussion about masks and all that stuff. Uh, Gordon is another version of V. He uses satire to open the eyes of the people instead of violence. Um, you know, there's all that fun stuff that we'll, I'll just skim over. And then for her midpoint, I do have, you know, uh, Gordon mocks the chancellor. Everyone's laughing. So it's that high moment. It's like, oh, I'm not only am I away from V, I'm safe. And I'm with somebody who has this power because, well, he's on television and he's been put there and he even says something about, oh, yeah, I'm just going to have to make an apology and mm-hmm. go to a fundraiser and all that stuff. Um, but as far as for V, I have his midpoint as killing the coroner because now all the people responsible for what have uh, what happened have received their, you know, their comeuppance or whatever word you want to use. Um, and so he that's the false high point for him is that he's gotten everything that he wanted and and then as we move forward in the story, well, no, there's there's right, someone else that right, he wants, right, which right. is you know Evie, you know whatever. So yeah, so I I agree with you for Evie's midpoint, but for V's midpoint, I have it a little bit different, okay. obviously. All right, I guess my my argument is always going to be for the movie's midpoint because of simplicity and structure of of uh, you know the screenplay. Uh, just I, I I actually went and tried to look this one up. I was going to cheat. Um, you can't find it. You can find the script. And well, for, but as far as and for a Wachowski is, script with all that all that dialogue, I was like, "Heck with this! I ain't gonna figure out nothing." Well, and, and like I said, I mean, for midpoint, uh, that portion where he's uh, in the coroner's bedroom and all that stuff. If you hit pause on Netflix, you're right there, dead in the middle uh, yeah. of of the movie as far as the timeline goes. And then her stuff comes a little bit later. Um, I didn't have a chance to watch the movie. I only watched it like twice, I think. Um, but I, I wanted to watch it again to be able to kind of time out from what I thought was her, her story, quote unquote, beginning, uh, you know, how, what, you know, what that, how that worked out time wise, but I didn't have a chance to do that. So I don't know That's fine. Uh, on that, but anyway, that's all right. Um, yeah, I, I just, Ethan says, uh, one of the ways to know is what has she been trying what have they been trying to find? And if you go with her being the main character, which I do, um, she had grabbed that little slip of paper, um, to see him, you know, before she went to the priest, and uh, and she finally had gotten to him. There's this whole eggs and toast, and maybe he's him, and and all this kind of stuff. 
And then she sees the video because he's kind of, uh, you know, influenced by her and the whole idea of her. And um, and so, yeah, that's the high point. Bad guys yeah. close in definitely happened right after that because there's this amazing uh, just shot for shot retelling a remake of the story she was or that was told about, uh, you know, her her mother being taken away. Um, it was brutal. It was awesome. Except she didn't get caught this time. Yeah. She learned to be quiet. <laughs> she she, <laughs> she found theme. a bed she could still roll under without, right. without hitting it. <laughs> the theme yeah. of the movie is be quiet if you're hiding under the bed. Um, so, yeah, Stephen Fry gets bagged by the mother, or just like the mother, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> and then Evie sneaks out. She's stolen. She's questioned. She's processed, tortured. Not even rats will eat her food. So it's only a five-page part of the screenplay, but uh, that's what I put in there, um, is that a lot of this for me happened uh, of the next three parts, Bad Guys Close In, All is Lost, Dark Knight of the Soul. Um, Because, again, I'm going off her. Uh, A lot of that happened in the prison scene, Hmm. and I didn't catch it the first time because I I knew it was him. And then I had to go back and say, no, 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 I got to watch this as if I haven't seen this before. I don't know that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had to really experience the change she went through rather than the change he was trying to put her through. But I'm sure Paul doing both is going to going to hit us on both ends. So um, anybody else have anything on bad guys close in? It's pretty cut and dry for me. Yeah, I think that I mean, was the, the most obvious one. Oh, yeah, oh. I, I agree with you on okay. that for Good. sure. I mean, the the fingermen are trying to find both V and EV uh, separately. I mean, it's a joint effort or whatever. But yeah, I agree. Uh, with in, inside bad guys close in, James, you kind of mentioned some of the other storylines in there. I thought it was cool that number one, uh, the day that V you know blew up Lark Hill was the fifth of November. I thought that was really cool uh, when they were reading back the uh, from the journal. That was that was pretty awesome. Cool. Uh, and then also that the main or the 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 girl um, that's the star of Salt Flats. Her name is Valerie. Also beginning with a V. I thought that was cool. Hmm. Yeah. In the in the comic book, they went through this whole thing of how he acquired the parts and the pieces to create this devastation. And uh, I would wager they went into a little bit of that, and then it it just hit the editing room floor. It wasn't necessary. Um, but it was good stuff. All right. Um, right after that, after bad guys close in, we have an all is lost moment. The opposite moment of the midpoint, uh, the awful, uh, moment because we had a great midpoint. Um, so, and it would also includes the whiff of death where something or someone dies. So I put for me, um, it was this letter from the salt flats lady and the, and she's the one that died. That was the whiff of death. And I also want to point out that that was not toilet paper. It was wax paper. But uh, there's also the take her out and shoot her part, too. Um, John? Yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that. It's it's the part where, you know, watching it for the first time, you don't know that it's V and you think that that's it. That's the end of her. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where I would put it. But and that's what I had to do. sounds good, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christian, non-committal. I like that. I'm I'm so happy to go like third or fourth every time because I'm just lining up with you guys so much. I'm, I have nothing here to contribute. I'll just log off and we'll, uh, I'll come back for big. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. mean Princess Bride? 
uh, 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 Paul. Yeah, so mine for Evie, uh, her all is lost. I, I hadn't thought about the the other story um, of Valerie as being that whiff of death. I, I you know I, I need to go back and reconsider that because that you could probably be right on that. But I put for her it was her getting captured after watching Gordon uh, being beaten. So the midpoint is an upper moment, you know, where they're together and the uh, and everyone's laughing. And then the all is lost moment is they're no longer together. She's been captured and now she's actually crying. Um, and then as far as where are we at here? Uh, sorry, I'm scrolling back up um, for for V it's um, by help or by helping Evie die to her old identity um, so there's the whiff of death by helping Evie die to her old identity and setting her free. He knows he can no longer hold her hostage. That's the whiff of death is in the, Oh, actually, no, I do have that. The whiff of de- death is, is the discussion of Valerie. So I didn't catch it being her actual story. It was the, the discussion after, um, yeah. they know, but anyway, well, you could argue that if, if it's about ideas, then, or fear, uh, the idea of fear uh, died there too. It's it's something. Something dies, and and her fear died. But in all is lost. Um, I'm going to backtrack and say that I agree with you, Paul. That it was the moment she was captured because this is a moment. It's a 75. It's it's a it's a spot, and so her being captured and thrown into that prison, um, and and then obviously the the person that died even though we don't find out till later was, was, uh, you know, Steven. So his character. Um, but, but I still like Valerie being the one because she's so, she's so important to the, you know, to the transformation, but let's, let's jump into that dark night of the soul. Um, I would say is that entire letter, you know, being and her being beaten and, and sprayed with water and, and her hair, uh, her beautiful hair being cut. Um, (laughs) You cut my hat. Is she British in any way in real life? Does anybody know? I don't think so. It was was a very inconsistent accent. Yeah, which can I just say that I hate, hate, hate that scene where she gets her head shaved. I think she looks adorable and hot and attractive, whatever, with a shaved head. However, that's one of those plot holes where it's like, okay, everyone else is in a shadow, but in that room, it's a brightly lit room. Is the guy shaving her head wearing a bag on his face or how am I supposed to believe? Yeah, anyway, that's that's true. They cropped in on her, uh, on it because uh, if you Google image that junk, um, you can see the dude. (laughs) It's just this dude. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's probably (laughs) an actual person cutting you know that cuts hair for he's for a Hollywood. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah barber. just a plot hole <laughs> yeah it's true anyway. but there was a lot of that in that whole oh, yeah. scene because he had to be like four different people and it wasn't him at times it straight up was not him you, i could see it if you tilt your computer screen you get a little bit more you know gain <laughs> on there it wasn't him in some of them and then yeah. other ones especially there at the end when he says you know your fear is finally dead Yes, it was him. It was it was Hugo Weaving, and 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 that's the thing is he didn't have his braids, and that threw me off. And he didn't have his earpiece, and that hurt me. So <laughs> he didn't and, have his shades, and and he had on this mask. And I got a thing about masks. I don't wear them. I don't like to try them on at the Halloween shop because <laughs> there's people's <laughs> breath condensation on the inside of that thing. Uh, My breath yeah. condensation on the inside of that thing. This guy lives and breathes inside of a mask. And I, we yeah. even got to see the inside of it. 
and it's very, very moist in there. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to think of a V word that means moist. <laughs> I think I moist is the word. <laughs> uh, so um, Dark Knight of the Soul. Anybody uh, want to comment uh, on this? I, I'm just saying she's a, she's not afraid. She'd rather die uh, behind the chemical shed. You know, that that was our, our break into three as far as I'm concerned when she finally when he finally says uh, uh, no fear. But, Paul, I want you to hit us with uh, Dark Knight of the Soul. Yeah, uh, well, first of all, I agree with your break into three. So Dark Knight of the Soul, yeah, her time in prison, the story of Valerie, uh, another V. Um, she won't sell V out. Um, but then as far as uh, V's Dark Knight of the Soul is because um, uh, him, V smashes the mirror yes. with his own mask. Uh, he truly cares more about vengeance than love. Uh, and he proves that in there. Uh, he's nothing more than an idea. That's his dark night of the soul. Uh, he no longer has an identity beneath that mask. He's, he's, you know, yep. smashes the mirror because he doesn't want to see himself because he knows that there's nothing there actually to see. So I agree with you on uh, your uh, EV one. And then there's my uh, pitch for, for V's as well. Well, go for it, man. No, I just gave oh, it to you. you did. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I mean, I can tell you my break into three if you want to, but yeah, <laughs> that's my dark night of the soul. All right. Break into three. Uh, v helps her find what she. Uh, what he found back at the camp, um, past, past hate, past sacrifice, past her own life. Um, I, I had to rewatch this scene. This, this, you know, I had asthma as a child. I, I even turned on the, uh, the, the, the captions so I could catch everything. So, uh, with a movie like this, you have to. Mm. Um, but, uh, but you know that that was my breaking of three when she finally decides um, I'd rather die behind the chemical shed. She does it without any hesitation whatsoever. Um, and, and just to elongate that a tiny bit because finale is all we got. And I always kind of feel like we're missing something between 13 and 14, because there's always a little bit of an image that is presented that shows you the result of the break into three before the finale begins. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and you'll have to forgive me for talking like an author as opposed to a screenwriter, but that's one of the, one of the things that this movie does, um, that you see in a lot of books and all that is, uh, you know, she, she surrenders, she doesn't give up what she wants, but she render, she surrenders, um, how she thinks she's going to go about getting it. So in the past it was, Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to hide under beds. Like she's always hidden somewhere. That's we saw that twice. Um, so my, uh, I'm afraid. And the only way to get through my fear is to hide. But in this one, her, uh, you know, the way that she gets past that fear is she just confronts it. I'm ready. Thank you. But I'd rather die behind the chemical shed. So for me, I stick, when we do this show, a lot of times my break into three is kind of a combination of that surrender moment and the taking action, moving into three. Um, so, so yeah, so for the sake of these beats, you know, I'm, I'm, that's how I would, I would, I would agree with you, James, but if I were to have a, you know, if V were holding one of his knives to my face, you know, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree. And I would, I would say that there was that, that moment of surrender to, to, and death of her old identity out of the ashes, you know, she rises this new thing. And then she decides, you know, they have, um, because again, another thing with dark Knight of the soul is that it mirrors the debate, um, 
portion. And so they do have that debate where he, she says, oh, it was you. Why did you do this to me? And he explains, you know, they have that great dialogue back and forth and he helps her through all of that. And then, you know, break into three, if it were the the graphic novel would probably be her actually deciding, no, I'm going to leave now. And then he says, you know, I want to see you again before all of this, you know, before the fifth and all that. And so that's when she moves back up into, you know, uh, above ground and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so, yeah, so it, I don't know. I, I feel like this script very much more, it follows more along the lines of a novel than it does uh, a movie. And so, right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just the break into two. Sometimes they say that the um, advice from the B story comes into play. Usually the love interest in here. And, and, uh, and so I don't know. I don't know if I see that. I mean, knowing that he V is the guy, the the dude that's, that's leading and kind of manipulating this entire thing. I, I don't know that I'll put it there, but I definitely put it in the, the, her, her almost relapsing back into what she was, you know, the fear, the, the breath, breathiness, you know, she, she, I had, like I said, turned on the thing. She says, I had asthma as a child and I didn't catch that. I was like, Oh, okay. She's totally going back to childhood. She's going back underneath the bed, as you said. Yeah. And the other thing too, is people have told her this. She has been told, uh, get under the bed, Evie, hide Evie. Um, did, did, you know, what did I do? What did I do? And she, he says, uh, or she said, I did the wrong thing. And he said, did you do the wrong thing? Or is that what they would tell you you did? You know? So yeah. it's interesting. Well, and, 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 and so to, to kind of, uh, springboard off of that, you know, with my idea of break into three, uh, being her leaving again and going back above ground, well, she's no longer hiding underground or, you know, the proverbial bed in this case, she mm-hmm. goes back up above ground and she lives her life. And there's that discussion later when she comes back where it's, you know, I, you know, uh, he says, you know, how did you stay hidden? And she says, you know, a fake ID is better than a mask. And she is in public and people don't recognize her anymore. So she's made this transformation, not just from shaving her head, but she carries herself differently. She's not afraid anymore and you know so she's living back above ground mm. that's interesting because uh a little later well let's jump into it because we're already in finaleville anyway uh finale is such a broad category um in a movie anyway especially like this when you hit the pause button and you're only three quarters of the way through the movie a lot of it ha- you know happens after after um yeah well i i know the breaking of three is the third act but anyway um you just think he would have put a few more in here. That's all I'm saying. Because with finale, you know, she goes out fearless. She thanks him. V cries. And you're saying that's, uh, that's his low point there. Um, uh, the head dies in fear. That's what I mentioned when I, cause one of the themes is fear and he was so mouthy and so loud, but yet they pointed out that he lived separately from everybody else down in some sort of bunker and only presented himself to his own guys like Creedy through a television because he was afraid of them. At least V spreads that it could be misinformation, but it it lines up with reality. It seems to. Mm. Um, So, so them, you know, this whole thing of manipulating Creedy and getting the chancellor out there, chancellor, whatever, and and he's just boo-hooing, snotty-nosed, and crying in the in the gutter. Literally, um, love you. Love that scene. That whole scene is fantastic. Uh, slow motion daggers with light, you know, wands coming, uh, light trails, I should say, coming off of them and all that. But um, but I do love that the head dies in fear. Um, anybody have any uh, 
comments there on the early finale. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, one, one thing I thought was cool was whenever Finch is sitting there w- waiting for his uh, alarm to go off, the song that comes on is Ride the Long Black Train. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. So I knew you were going to notice that too. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. It's a, um, but as far as the finale goes, uh, yeah, you know, uh, for, for V I have, you know, him saying, you know, the time has come for me to meet my, my maker and repay him in kind. So he's saying, well, the chancellor, the state has made me who I am because of their idea. Um, you know, the, the, the two conflicting ideas, uh, you know, of the, of the movie, you know, um, what's better for, you know, the individual versus what's better for um, uh, the country as a whole and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, you know, he's blaming the state and uh, for making him who he is. And so, yeah, he, like you said, James, he kills the chancellor and then, and then Creedy. Um, And then the, the big finale of the movie, which uh, this is where they kind of come together, you know, for Evie, it's, you know, Evie and V become one when she takes over for him. Uh, she's the one who decides whether or not to pull the lever to blow up parliament. Uh, she does pull the, le- the lever um, that, that sends the train in and she does usher in uh, the new world. And then with um, the, the big scene at the end with all the people taking off the masks. Hold on, ever- hold on one second, hold on a second. <laughs> Um, the, the, the awesomeness of all of those people though, coming and flooding the streets and walking in together. Absolutely awesome. Uh, Christian, any input on the finale? Nope. I'm so sorry that I don't have more input. That's fine. John, did you notice the part? Oh, I do have a little bit. Okay. Christian. Uh, did you notice the part where, um, when the head is, is about to get killed, it flashes between him uh, being dragged down the stairs and him talking on TV. And he says like, there will be no mercy. Like justice will be swift and it's cool. And it's like, but it's happening to him. I was surprised Paul didn't bring that up. They, they did that um, obviously uh, to, to show these contrasting ideas of what the image was, what the controlled information was versus what, what he really was. He's a sniveling little dog is what he was. And, uh, and that was absolutely fantastic. Um, so anyway, uh, V though dies, man. It's so sad to me. He, uh, does he, he doesn't? Does he, he doesn't really? die. I'm with you, John. <laughs> uh, v V kills the head. Uh, he kills the the guys, and he kills the finger. Um, it's it, that's part of the deal with the finale is they take care of all the henchmen all the way from the bottom to the top. Interestingly enough, though, we start with the guy at the top. And uh, and then kind of go toward Creedy, who apparently was you know the finger. I mean, he's the he's the guy that that uh, that our fearless leader was actually afraid of. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just uh, like the whole imagery there. It was just really completely Wachowski, I guess you could say. It, just the whole fight scenes and everything was just awesome. I like the part where where they were shooting him, you know, and and he mm-hmm. held up his hand, and all the bullets just froze. And then he started seeing mm-hmm. everything in code. It was mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> so, wait a minute. He doesn't die. He's not dead. Yeah, what evidence do you guys have for that? He, he's I'm not totally dead lost. as an idea, but he... That's what... Yeah, that's... I was just yeah. joking. Oh, okay. Because yeah, that's, that's he, he rode that midnight train to Georgia. Yeah. He... he <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because yeah, because I mean, again, like going back to me or my idea of the the of V's theme is that you know ideas live on, you know ideas are bulletproof and all that stuff. It's you know the idea doesn't die. Um, during the finale, before the unmasking, it's just that whole idea that everyone is united. Uh, they're all in league with quote unquote the enemy marching on parliament. There's that great scene, like what Christian was saying, um, where they are showing the the chancellor's um, speech on TV. But if you notice, the bar is empty, all the houses are empty, everyone has left the old idea of the way the world works behind. Yeah, and they rallied around and, and united. Um, and they're no longer listening to the chancellor. They're all, you know, they've, they've subscribed to this, this new world idea that V is, is uh, proposing. Yep. It's good stuff. Yeah. There was a lot of the use of the word bollocks in this. And I, um, I knew what it meant, but I went to Wikipedia to make sure to clarify. <laughs> there are so many variations. I have a feeling that if I spent any time there, it would become one of my favorite words. <laughs> Um, yeah. So the big finale is Parliament is destroyed and, and, and then, the fireworks go off. And right? fireworks go off. No, the 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 finale for me, the one thing that I didn't get a hundred times of seeing this thing is they're pulling off their masks. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Stephen Fry's character. We see the parents of of the little girl. We see the couple from the Salt Flats. We see the little girl with her, you know, that got shot through the the chest there she's not with her parents because she's not there she's not you know the I, these people lived on their sacrifices um it was like they were vilified vilified there's another good v word hey yeah. so, vilified no vindicated vindicated, vindicated. <laughs> that's the word i was saying we need another v word thanks for to my editing movie. no one will ever know <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else on that on that that last bit? I mean, obviously, I mean we're not the final image yet, but on the uh, getting there, getting there. I think with them all taking their masks masks off and and showing, I think it was because they all sort of stood for the idea, and they were showing like the idea is not dead, and this is what we mean by that. I don't think I don't, they needed the anonymity anymore, right? Well, I don't think they were actually. I think they were actually dead, of course. Like, duh. Oh yeah, yeah, those people. It was just an idea. I was thinking of the people at, at, at a, as a whole, though. Oh, no, no, no. They no, went no, out in masks people. because they needed them, you know? Right. Um, they thought they were all going to get shot. They didn't know that all the leadership was gone. And hats off to the military for not killing everybody. That was – because what, what does he say? Uh, what always happens, people that don't have guns that face people that do have guns, you know? Yeah. Finch, I said, says something like that. So – so that was pretty cool, but without their leaders telling them, without the information, without the control, without the finger, they didn't have they didn't have a clue what to do. So yeah, um, and then of course Finch Finch lets Evie pull the lever. I like that. He lowered that gun. Any comments before we hit the final image? No, I mean I think that's that right there is all three storylines coming together is uh, that moment that you just described, James. Okay, my only problem, and I'm going to go back to my original thing, is the A story in, or, or his storyline is dead. He's gone. But if she's the main character, if she's the primary person, her story continues. She's also there at the very beginning and the very end with a voiceover um, talking about her story. This is her telling. Basically, this is her narration at the very beginning and the very end. Um, and the uh, B story comes in with his gun. He lowers it. She gets the strength she needs or whatever to 
to flip the switch and then they're gone. So that that's all I want to say about that. Yeah. And, and I can definitely see that. However, um, uh, you know, like the, the Sherlock Holmes stories, mm-hmm. the narrator is always Watson. So right. he's there in the beginning, the end, he's the narrator, but it's not his story. He's, he's the you. one telling the story. You're seeing the world through his eyes, but it, it, the story is about Holmes. And I feel like that's the, the case with this. And I feel like everyone keeps talking about this whole thing or about the fact that it's all about these ideas. And so, yes, you are right. V does die, but that's the whole point is he doesn't have to be there. He's not, it's not about him. That's why you never see his face. He's not, it's about the idea more than it is about the man. Absolutely. I just, I like to keep things simple. And, uh, and I'm, I'm the every man. I represent that on this show. I'm the dummy. So Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make it fit in my brain. And, uh, and, and I, I am, I struggle just enough to get this thing mapped out with one storyline. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always a little uh, shocked and in awe. And later on, I'll be like, he was right about everything. <laughs> but uh, but that, that's why I'm, 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 do, I'm like the way I am. Uh, final image. It's the last page of a script. Um, I, I just want to say Parliament blows up. They, they, uh, they give uh, a V a name, an identity, basically. It, it, he, they unmask um, but we, we close with never forget what he meant to the country or what he meant to me. So she's, it's just, it's about her, what the idea was to the country and what the idea was to her. So that's my, my little bit there. I, uh, parliament blows and it's important because again, like I said, at the top of the show, we started with Guy Fox trying to do it. A person, a person who could die. Um, we're told to remember the idea she starts off with. And, uh, but what of the man? Well, we found the man. We learned about the man and the man turns back into an idea. And so it's there. It's all there. Any, uh, John, any thoughts on uh, final image? Yeah, I was really going to put it at when the uh, credits start rolling. Cause, um, <laughs> well, the no, first, I think you, the you first, said it well. The first credit is, I believe, the producer. So it's an important part. Now, the Very. important part of the credits is that they play the Rolling Stone Street Fighting Man. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. Do they? Christian? What are the Rolling Stones? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any any other uh, thoughts, Paul? Uh, no, I mean I, I agree with you. I mean I I feel like you know your my finale. I mean because the whole point uh, of everything, the goal was to blow up Parliament. Um, so the, I think the finale and the final image bleed together. Um, and then that final image to me is also it, it is the people taking off their masks, like we've already talked about. Um, they're showing that although their bodies are dead, their ideas uh, and what they stood for—that's what lives on. And then she has her her thing about he was Edmund Dantes, he was my father, my mother. He's you, he's he me, you. Yeah. he's all of us. You know, um, you know, yeah. So that's what I have. He's for the, every woman. That's there you go, like Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, guys, that's it. That's the whole thing. We made it through and uh, a minute 20 or a minute 27. You know what I mean? An hour 27 to, to go. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, I want to give you a opportunity uh, out there, listener, to vote up our next movie selection at our new subreddit. Um, it's reddit.com slash r slash movie beatdown. You can go in there. Uh, if you don't have an account, get one and uh, post your favorite movie or vote up somebody else's. That's a great way for us to fear, hear, fear to hear from you 
Um, even if you're dead, because you can come be- become an idea as soon as you post <laughs> on our subreddit. Uh, did you enjoy the show? Consider supporting Movie Beatdown for a quarter an episode. That's just a dollar a month. Visit moviebeatdown.com slash donate for more information. You'll get access not only to this fine, fine show, but also bonus materials and uh, stuff. We just do stuff for you. Uh, Paul, what's our next movie? The Princess Bride. All right. Awesome. And uh, I will mention that it'll be with special guest Steven Schleicher of Major Spoilers. Very excited about that. Um, He's a great guy, an old friend of my podcasting days and stuff like that. Um, And unfortunately, Princess Bride is not available free anywhere at the time. I always like to check and let you know. Uh, go to our website, comment on this episode, and find out more about Save the Cat at moviebeatdown.com. Email your comments and suggestions to moviebeatdown at gmail.com. Our Twitter is uh, at moviebeatdown, so twitter.com slash moviebeatdown. And that is it for uh, John, Polly, and Christian. Thank you so much, guys. My pleasure. And uh, we'll see all of you next time right here on Movie Beatdown. I feel like we didn't argue enough. Oh, man. Shut up. <laughs> Visit NLCast.com for other great NLCast network shows.